Before the Lord Jesus Christ ascended to heaven, he gave his disciples a clear commission that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Luke chapter 24 and verse 47. Now, the word repentance is the Greek word metanoia and is defined by Thayer's lexicon of the New Testament as a change of mind as it appears to one who repents of a purpose he has formed or something he has done, especially the change of mind of those who have begun to abhor their errors and misdeeds and have determined to enter upon a better course of life so that it embraces both a recognition of sin and sorrow for its hearty amendment, the tokens of an effects of which are good deeds. End quote. Well, the meaning of repentance is seen in passages like Romans, where Paul exhorts the disciples in chapter 6, verse 12, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey the lust thereof. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. This was a changing of their ways, a denying of lust, and instead of indulging, doing good works, man's ways and thoughts are not God's, as Isaiah clearly states in chapter 55 and verse 6. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found, call ye upon him while he is near, let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, for he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, saith the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. What God is looking for, and what Jesus taught, was a need to change from our own ways and embrace God's. The disciples took this message and spread it throughout the world. When those in Jerusalem recognized their error, they asked what they should do, which they received a clear answer from Peter. When then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Now, it was not just the Jews. This was the commandment of the Apostle Paul to the Greeks in Athens, where he stated in chapter 17, verse 30, The times of this ignorance God has winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent, because he has appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men that he hath raised, them, raised him from the dead. Now, the apostles went forward preaching a gospel of repentance and forgiveness through baptism into the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, as he had given them commandment in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 to 16, when he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned or condemned. That is the simple gospel message, believed throughout the ages, protected by a Western civilization that was built upon the principles of the Reformation, until today. Now, most governments had their laws rooted in the moral fiber of the Bible, with slogans such as, In God We Trust in the United States, or God Keep Our Land in Canada. 
Many of us grew up learning the Ten Commandments at public school, as I did in the United Kingdom, doing Bible readings in school assemblies, or being taught a moral code to live by, the Ten Commandments. Now, those days are completely gone. What was identified by the Bible as immoral behavior and deemed illegal years ago is celebrated today. What was moral and upstanding beliefs and and behavior years ago is now considered to be criminal. According to the Canadian Encyclopedia, from the earliest days of colonization to 1969, sodomy laws made sex between men illegal in Canada. In addition, a law enacted in 1892 made gross indecency between men illegal. The law was extended to women in 1953. However, in 1969, Canada's Prime Minister, Pierre Elliott Trudeau, Justin Trudeau's father, brought in laws that changed the Criminal Code of Canada. Now, at that time, he stated... It's bringing uh, the laws of the land up to uh, contemporary society, I think. Take this thing on... uh, on, um homosexuality I think the the view we take here is that uh, there's no place for the state in the bedrooms of the nation and I think that uh, you know what's done in private between adults uh, doesn't concern the criminal code when it becomes public this is a different matter Again, according to the Canadian Encyclopedia, it was not until 1987 that the criminal code repealed the offense of gross indecency. So Trudeau's father decriminalized homosexuality in 1969. This month, the Canadian government passed a bill to make the preaching of repentance illegal. On December 1st, 2021, the Canadian House of Parliament unanimously voted in favor of Bill C-4, the ban of conversion therapy, making the preaching of repentance a criminal act in effect. Speaker of the House, Anthony Rota, rose to address the Assembly and said... This being a hybrid sitting of the House for the sake of clarity, I will only ask those who are opposed to the request to express their disagreement. Accordingly, all those opposed to the Honourable Member moving the motion will please say nay. Agreed. The House has has heard the terms of the motion. All those opposed to the motion will please say nay. There being no dissenting voice, I declare the motion carried. On December 7th, the Canadian Senate gave approval to Bill C-4, making it law in Canada. Canada's Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, tweeted on December the 8th, It is official. Our government's legislation banning the despicable and degrading practice of conversion therapy has received royal assent, meaning it is now law. LGBTQ2 Canadians will always stand up for you and your rights. End quote. Many conservative members of the Canadian Parliament who had previously opposed the bill caved into the militant liberal agenda. They were afraid of persecution at the hands of the media-manipulated mob who would call for their cancellation if they opposed the bill. Not a single member of Parliament dared stand against the militant liberalist agenda. Now, this aggressive liberal lobby uses tactics akin to what we will term social terrorism to achieve its objectives. 
The atmosphere is akin to the reign of terror during the French Revolution. Instead of being guillotined, people are cut off from society, discredited, dismissed, or cancelled by the mob possessed with what they think is social justice. Without trial or an opportunity to defend, the accusation is equivalent to conviction. The liberal left is bloodthirsty for victims and go on the hunt to feed their appetite and spill blood. The words of Peter are quite fitting. In 1 Peter 5 verses 8 to 9 we read, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, which simply means false accuser, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Who resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world? Well, Canada is not the only nation to adopt these draconian measures. The move began with Brazil in 1999, extended to Norway in 2000, Simona in 2007, Argentina and Fiji in 2010, Ecuador in 2014, Malta and Switzerland 2016, Uruguay and Albania 2017, Taiwan 2018, Germany 2019, and now Canada in 2021. Several states in Australia have joined suit. The United Kingdom, Ireland, New Zealand, Israel, Norway, Denmark, and Finland, as well as France, are considering bringing in laws at this time. According to the Washington Post, France's Senate also voted to outlaw conversion therapy this week after the lower house of parliament approved a draft proposal led by members of President Emmanuel Macron's party. Some countries, such as Canada, have made it an offense punishable by fines and jail time. In Canada, conversion therapy is defined in Bill C-4 as something that, and I quote, causes harm to society because, among other things, it is based on and propagates myths and stereotypes about sexual orientation, gender identity, gender expression, including the myth that heterosexual, cisgender, gender identity, and gender expression that conforms to the sex assigned to a person at birth are to be preferred over other sexual orientations, gender identities, and gender expressions, end quote. And consequently, the bill states, whereas in light of those harms, it is important to discourage and denounce the provision of conversion therapy in order to protect the human dignity and equality of all Canadians, end quote. So in the bill, conversion therapy is put on a par with child pornography, and it is defined as a practice, treatment, or service designed to A, change a person's sexual orientation to heterosexual, B, change a person's gender identity to cisgender, C, change a person's gender expression so that it is conforms to the sex assigned to that person at birth, i.e. what God made them, D, repress or reduce non-heterosexual attraction or sexual behavior. E, repress a person's non-cigender gender identity. Or F, repress or reduce a person's gender expression that does not conform to the sex assigned to a person at birth. Again, uh, the way God made them. So it adds to this that advertisement for the conversion therapy means by any material, including a photographic, film, video, 
audio or other recording made by any means, a visual representation or any written material that is used to promote or advertise conversion therapy. So that's how it defines it. Now, anybody involved in conversion therapy or advertising conversion therapy is a guilty of an indictable offense and liable to imprisonment for a term not more than five years or b guilty of an offense punishable on summary conviction end quote so if jesus christ roamed the streets of any canadian city in 2021 calling on people to repent he would be arrested and sent to jail for a term not exceeding five years The issue comes down to whether homosexuality is wrong, or in biblical terms, a sin. The Apostle John puts it quite simply in 1 John 3 verse 4, Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. Now sin is the transgression of God's laws, not man's. God is the authority on what is right and wrong, not man. But man cannot abide this concept. The Apostle Paul wrote, and of course any written material is included in this ban, of those who advocated and practiced uh, alternate lifestyles. In Romans 1 verse 24 we read, Therefore God gave them up to the lusts of their hearts, to impurity, and to dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. For their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature, and the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with their passions for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves their due penalty for their error. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do that what they ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil covetousness, malice. They're full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They're gossips, slanders, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree that those that practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to them who practice them. And that's reading through to verse 32. So this Bible text that we have just read would be considered hate or conversion therapy in a written form. And the Apostle Paul would be arrested and jailed for penning it. So Canada has given approval to those practices, what God has deemed as dishonorable passions in the ESV, or described as vile affection in the King James Version, both describing them as contrary to nature. Yes, the Bible states these practices are contrary to nature, and God would know because he is, after all, the creator. The world's perspective, devoid of any biblical moral compass, is a little different, as France's equality minister, Elizabeth uh, Morano, stated this week. She said, being yourself is not a crime. Homosexuality and trans identity are not diseases that can be cured. There is nothing to cure. 
well, now either there is no God at all, or the Bible is a dead letter, as the Catholic Church would claim, or God is wrong and therefore not God. This is the seminal decision point for those who call themselves Christians. As we drove around our home during Pride Month, it was astounding to see the number of churches displaying signs reading, Love is Love or Love Lives Here, or Love Not Hate, celebrating Pride Month. The very phrase itself reminds us of the Proverbs, chapter 8, verse 13, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy, and the evil way, and the froward mouth do I hate. Well, God's view on this should not come as a shock to anyone who reads their Bible. The Apostle Paul made it very clear in 1 Corinthians 6 verse 9 in the ESV. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. These are very instructive verses. They teach us that we are born man or woman. Creation is binary. There is no third option. Anything other than this is a corruption of what God created. Even Christ himself pointed out this fact in Matthew 19, verses 4 to 5. Have you not read? He which made them at the beginning made them male and female and said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. This is the only biblical definition. When a child is born as a boy or a girl, that is their gender, regardless of what lifestyle they may choose later. Any Christian has to understand that to argue otherwise would be to argue with the Creator Himself. As we read in Romans 9 verse 20, Nay, O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made thee thus? So, contrary to the rhetoric of the world today, this is not a gospel of hate. It is a gospel of truth. It is sin that is repudiated, not the sinner, as Paul continued in the next verse in Corinthians 6. He says, such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. So through baptism and repentance, which is the turning around or conversion, mankind can be forgiven, washed clean, sanctified, or made holy. They can change their ways and become acceptable to God. It is God who is calling people to convert from their wicked ways through the power of his word. Many of the first century congregations had come from a debauched lifestyle, as we read in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And you were dead in trespasses and sins, in which ye once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now is at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived, in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love which he loved us, 
even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Ephesians 2 verses 1 to 5. Well, the first century is, world was no different than today. We're not in some progressive society, but a regressive one, like a dog returning to the vomit of human nature. Proverbs 26 verse 11. The call is for those who call themselves Christians to separate from the ungodly, hedonistic world that does nothing more than worship its own lusts. As we read in Ephesians 4, verse 17, This I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of their heart. They have become calloused and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned in Christ, reading from the ESV. So this is the command we talked about. In Acts 17, verse 30, the times of this ignorance God winked at. But he commands all men everywhere to repent because he has appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness. These are words of absolute heresy to the world we live in today. A world that would gnash with their teeth on anyone who spoke such things, crying out with loud voices, stopping their ears, running on them with one accord, casting them out of the city, and stoning them as they did to Stephen in Acts 7, verses 54 to 57 or 58. Well, they might not kill them today, but they will hurl the hardest penalties the law would afford against them. Now, Jesus warned of this in John chapter 15, verse 18. He says, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you're not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my sayings, they will keep yours also. Mankind and the Canadian government, in their wisdom, have decided that God, his son Jesus Christ, the apostles, the holy scriptures of truth, have all got it wrong. They know better. Well, Paul comments on this attitude in 1 Corinthians 3, verse 19. The wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he taketh the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of, they are, of the wise, they, that they are vain. Well, man has rewritten, revised, updated, and as Trudeau put it, brought the laws of the land into contemporary society, and they have made the word of God of none effect, and therefore they are in contempt of the heavenly court. The words of Isaiah are very applicable to this government and the spirit of the age. Woe to them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Isaiah 5 verses 20 to 21. Canada has picked a fight with the creator. That has never worked out well in, in the past. You could ask Goliath or Jezebel or Nebuchadnezzar. God has a way of dealing with those who disdain him. Now, right now, God allows the Canadian government to rule. And there will come a time, though, when he will remove all governments that disavow his son, as the Canadian government does right now. We read in Daniel 2, verse 21, he changeth the times and seasons and removeth kings and setteth up kings. 
Well, what's interesting is COVID has presented the governments of this world with unprecedented powers in the modern era. No matter what your position is on vaccination, one has to concede that governments all over the planet have seized a massive amount of power. Governments in the name of public good. Nowhere has this been more astounding than in Austria, where vaccinations have become compulsory. Those not vaccinated are permanently locked down, and come February, some who refuse vaccination will face fines of 3,600 euros. The opposition has called the government a dictatorship, and The Guardian reported those refusing to be vaccinated are likely to face administrative fines, which can be converted into prison sentences if they cannot be recovered. Well, in countries like Canada, Australia, New Zealand, thousands of people have lost their jobs or been forced to leave university or college because they are not vaccinated. And in the time of this pandemic, when the world is short of nurses and public health support workers, it's bewildering to read of hospital employees, the frontline workers, being fired for noncompliance after putting their lives on the line for the past two years. However... It's not the measures some countries have adopted with regard to COVID that are concern. It's the totalitarian power governments are taking to themselves. These powers, once taken in the name of addressing the pandemic, could easily be transformed into tools used against other perceived evils to the public good, such as preaching the gospel of repentance. If refusal to get a jab is deemed harmful society and measures such as job loss, restriction from schools or services, being denied the right to assemble or speak or employed for this issue, how long will it take until these same measures are applied to preaching repentance? After all, according to the definition provided by Canadian law, it causes harm to society. In suggestions, some should repent or turn around from a lifestyle is deemed to be dishonorable by the creator himself. Today is a grave day for Bible believers in Canada and around the world. But it is also a day of hope because it places us in the time described by the Lord Jesus Christ in Luke 17, 28, as it was in the days of Lot. They did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded, But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. We are not going to change society today any more than Lot was able to change the society of Sodom. What we can do, though, is what the Lord did and preach repentance. As we read in Matthew 4.17, from that time Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, which means turn around or convert. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now the vast majority will reject it, being blinded by the spirit of the age around us. As we read in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 3, If our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Though the world may reject the word of God, we cannot be ashamed by it, nor let the world shame us for believing it. As Paul stated in Romans 1 verse 16, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. The gospel of repentance has the power to save. The gospel of acceptance 
has the power to indulge the flesh for the moment, but will ultimately result in death. That's the contrast. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Well, the signs of our times cry out to us that the kingdom of God is at the door. There is little time left, and our commission is clear as Paul charged Timothy in 2 Timothy 4, verse 1. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick or the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove or convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears, and shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned to fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. If we are called before the authorities and threatened not to speak any, want to anyone in the name of Jesus, we must draw on the example of the apostles who faced the same challenges from the rulers of the first century. Acts 4 verse 18. So they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. And of course, he taught repentance. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than God, you judge, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. We need to prepare ourselves for the battle as soldiers as Christ, as Paul exhorted us. In Ephesians 6, verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil or the false accuser. We, are, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. For us, the principalities and powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world, are the governments of today that forbid us to preach Christ's gospel of repentance. As we read in Second uh, Corinthians 10, verse 3 in the ESV, Though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh, the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. So let us pray as the apostles did under the face of such threats in Acts 4 verse 24. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. May we be as David, as he faced Goliath, strong in the Lord of hosts and in his mighty power. We cannot fear the social terrorism that may be unleashed by the militant liberal left. We must put our trust in God and pray that these days be shortened for the very elect's sake. May God give us the strength to hold fast until the end when God will give the saints power over the nations. As you read in Revelation 2, 25, but that, you have, that, that which you have already, hold fast till the end. And he that overcometh and keepeth my words unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron, as the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers, as I have received of my father." We stand back and watch the nations being swept by the spirit of demons. We cannot but think of the words of James. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish, or demonic. In chapter 3, verse five, 15. 
It is the result of the spirits of madness that is rooted in the frog spirits of the sixth vial, which began with the teachings, with the teachings that came out of the French Revolution. In Revelation 16, 13, we realize where these things will lead. I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, which is Russia, the beast, which is Europe, the false prophet, which is the Vatican, and they are the spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth to the kings of the earth of the whole world, to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. So this is where we stand today, on the brink of the destruction of mankind, saving that our God will intervene and save mankind from himself. And until Christ returns, our position is clear as Paul charged us, that you be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish, in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so that the day of Christ I may pr be proud that I did not run in vain, nor labor in vain. For the Bible and the News, this has been Jonathan Bowen joining you.